Okay, so we said tonight that what we are going to do is we are going to uh, begin the paragraph of Mizmor Shir Chanukah Sabai David. No, Mizmor Shili Yom Shabbos. Sorry, I already did Mizmor Shir Chanukah Sabai David. We're doing Mizmor Shili Yom Shabbos, um, which is said after the uh, after the Chadodi, and this section, the recitation of it. Is something which, uh, you know, uh, cedar wise and the history of cedar wise. So it has a very um, interesting history. Sorry, with all those S stuff going through over there, but it has a very interesting history because, it, as you know, um, the cedar is a uh, was always a work in progress. Dan Knesset Sagadola went ahead and enacted certain recitations, you know, such as um, Shimon Esrei and whatnot. So there are certain things which Anshik Knesset Agdola put in place, but then over time, so the Siddur is one of the most evolved works which we have in Klal Yisrael. And depending on the, you know, uh, over the passage of time, many communities ended up uh, developing their own Siddur with their own, you know, their own flavor and their own texture and their own nuance and their own emphasis. So, you know, being able to pinpoint, this is one of the things which has fascinated me for years, is being able to pinpoint who exactly introduced this paragraph into the sitter, who decided we should recite this, when was it uh, introduced, and what were they thinking when they introduced it, is always going to be a fascinating topic. Because everything obviously was done deliberately. There was a period of time where people were not saying Mizmor Shili Yom HaShabbos at the beginning of Shabbos. And then suddenly it was adopted as something which people started saying. And tracing that back to the to the earliest sources is something which is, uh, which is fascinating. So one of the sources, one of the earliest sources we have is the Rambam. The Rambam in his tshuvas, we have a few uh, tshuvas from the uh, from the Rambam where he already makes makes mention of this. He refers to it as it was something a practice which began mishanim kadmonios. So he already refers to it as a pretty ancient or earlier generations who would go ahead and uh, and uh, and say it. And certainly, uh, not only did the Rambam make mention of it, but it is it plays prominently in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch addresses this. This is in the Halachas of Shabbos. Shulchan Aruch says, Lididon, as far as our practice is concerned, Havi mizmor shiliyom ha-Shabbos, ki anias borchu lididhu. Meaning, in the time of the Rishonim, the official moment in which Shabbos would begin, in the sense that all of the restrictions of Shabbos have started. So that would be the recitation of borchu as part of Marif. So pre-Kabbalah Shabbos, before there existed anything in the sense of Kabbalah Shabbos, that before Lecha Dodi, and before any of those other paragraphs which we say preceding Lecha Dodi. So they would daven Mincha on Erev Shabbos, and at some point they would daven Marev on Shabbos night, and whatever point they said Borchu, that's when Marev formally begins, and with the formal beginning of Marev, so that's when Shabbos would begin. And that was a practice for, for many years. Once we came along, once the practice of saying Mizmor Shiliyom HaShabbos uh, was introduced, so Mizmor Shiliyom HaShabbos then became the new equivalent of saying Borchu. So once you begin that paragraph, Mizmor Shiliyom HaShabbos, that became the formal beginning of Shabbos. 
That's when if you didn't light Shabbos candles, that's when Shabbos would begin for you. And then even later poskim say that nowadays really we consider the end of Lachadodi to be the beginning of Shabbos. When we say Boichala, Boichala, when we formally uh, 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 welcome the Shabbos bride into Shul or into our homes, that becomes a formal acceptance of, uh, of Shabbos. But it played a very significant role. If you, again, when you try and trace these things backwards, the reason why in some shuls, and young Israel is one of them, that we have the practice when there's an avel who's there the first, the Friday night of Shiva, that we say, Hamakum as they walk into shul at that moment, the reason that was true is because that's the last moment before Shabbos begins. We're not Menachem Avil on Shabbos. We don't have the practice of being Menachem Avil on Shabbos. So to get the last Nichum Avelim, the last expression of comfort to the mourner, right before Shabbos begins, so that's when they would walk in. We would say, And then we would say, And then we would begin the formal acceptance of Shabbos. Now, nowadays, we're not so good at that because by the time we get to the end of L'cha Dodi and Mizmor Shele Yom HaShabbos, it's already after Shkia, so it's really Shabbos anyways, and we probably, as a, as a general practice, shouldn't be saying it at that point because it's too late, but the Minig is already in place and we uh, we continue to uh, to follow the Minig as far as that. But the origin of that Minig comes from what Shulchan Aruch says over here in Reish Samach Aleph Sif Dalid, where the recitation of Mizmor Shele Yom HaShabbos was considered to be the formal beginning of Shabbos, and that's how that's how Shabbos would would begin. Now the truth is, again, the, these some of these uh, paragraphs which we have, some chapters in Tehillim have a fascinating history to them. In Mizmor Shele Yom HaShabbos is no different. So if you were to ask anybody, if you go into Shoulder Shabbos and say, hey. What's the origin of Mizmor Shele Yom HaShabbos? So some people maybe say, well, I think it's in the Siddur. Some people a little bit more sophisticated would say, well, I think it's in Tehillim. They would recognize that it's uh, that's how it made its way into, into the, uh, the uh, that the Davon Amal stole it from the Siddur. So, but we made it, we went ahead and we took it from uh, from uh, from Tehillim. But the truth is, is the Medrash tells us that it, there's an even earlier origin to it. It's something which traces itself back even before David HaMelech. And we can actually go as far back as day six of creation. So this is something as we're going to see, as I'll, I'll read to you and translate the Medrash. The Medrash actually traces this back to the first Shabbos in world history. So the Medrash says that uh, the way this uh, this uh, the Siddur, the uh, Siddur HaMafurish, goes and presents the Medrash, he says, the author of this particular paragraph is none other than Adam HaRishon. He's the one who originally drafted the text of this, what ended up being this parak of Tehillim. Because it was in the merit of Shabbos, as we're going to explain, that Adam HaRishon was saved from the judgment which he should have received for the sin of the Eitz Hadas. Meaning what? Because we know Adam Arishon was created on the first Friday, the first Yom Hashishi of creation. And he sinned, and he went ahead and he was cursed. So there was going to be bad news uh, for uh, for David Amalek because he went ahead and uh, and he sinned, and that was that was not good. 
and it was in the 12th hour, meaning the last hour before Shkia, that Gurash Miganadin. That's when Adam Arishon was banished from Ganadin. He was thrown out of Ganadin at the last minute, the last hour of that day. And once he was out of Ganadin, so Kharish Baruch Hu said, okay, it's time for your patch. Kharish Baruch Hu takes off his proverbial belt or something like that, or he takes out his ruler, and he's ready to go ahead and he's ready to start the whack in Adam Arishon. Ella Shaba Yoma Shabbos. But what happened was Shabbos itself, the day of Shabbos, took on, it became uh, anthropomorphized or it became human as a sense or became uh, an advocate for Adam Arishon, to go ahead and to try and plead on Adam Arishon's part. So how is the day of Shabbos going to go ahead and serve as the defending lawyer for Adam Arishon. Ribon Olam says, Master of the world, during the six days of creation, the previous six days, there was nobody in the world to, uh, uh, to, uh, to punish, and nobody was ever punished on any of the other six days of creation. Shabbos says, you're going to start to punish Adam, uh, mankind on my day, my day of Shabbos. That means forever, punishment is now going to be associated, is going to be linked with Shabbos. That's not the point of Shabbos. So how could, you, how could the first punishment of mankind take place on Shabbos? Is this what's going to be the legacy of sanctity of Shabbos, that this is the first time that mankind was ever punished? Is this the way I'm going to be memorialized as a day of rest? How could it possibly be that I'm going to be remembered as a Yom Kadosh and a Yom Menucha if my day will forever be linked with the Gzardin, the punishment and the judgment of Adam Arishon? It's, it's, it, it can't be. And being that the day of Shabbos successfully advocated on behalf of Adam Arishon to save him from punishment. So uh, Adam Arishon was saved from punishment in Gehenim at that moment. So rather than being sent out of Gan Eden and sent into Gehenim as Shabbos begins, because of the pleads of Shabbos, that this is not going to reflect well on Shabbos, it's not going to leave, leave a positive legacy for Shabbos moving forward. I can't hear. Can anybody else? No. Okay. No audio. Okay. Video is frozen too.
You're talking, we can't hear you. You hear me now? Yes. 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 Yeah. Broken. On and off. I can A syllable, syllable here and there. Good choice. And your vision, you, you also seem to be frozen, Rabbi. You're not moving at all. Rabbi says his computer decided to restart. He'll be back soon. Okay. Stay tuned. Bum, 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 bum. So Ottoman Chava altogether had only a few hours in Ghanaian. Seemed like much longer. It's long enough to get in trouble. Yeah. So did they wind up getting thrown out Arab Shabbos? Yeah. I think so. It's it seems they are darshaning that way, yes. <laughs> That'll teach the red to go out and buy a new computer. Yeah, exactly. What could we I was get? in a, I was in a class earlier, and my sound went out completely. Should we get out and sign in, sign back in? No, I don't think so. Well, he'll ask, he'll, he'll, let, he'll let us know. So, right now, he just said he'll be back soon. No, I'm not even good. Okay. And it's still recording, which is weird.
surprising. I like that kind of in and out, all up behind the blue there. Yep. You have a more recent one? No. Not processed for for Zoom. I really should. Coming up now, he said. You appear to be frozen.
exactly the way it was when you left. Yes, though. Could you hear me? Yes. I hear you. Yeah. Move a little so we can see if you're frozen or not. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. I don't know what's going on. I think it's the Russians or the Chinese. I'm not even sure anymore. Second screen is not the Houthi. The, it's the, Houthi. the Houthi. Yeah, it's the, it's yeah. the Houthi. Oh. Okay, give me a second. Okay, there we go. I don't know why my computer decided all of a sudden that it was a good idea to completely restart and make software updates in the middle of a Zoom share. Jeez. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, uh, hear me in the story. We heard the objection. So were they expelled from Gan Eden on Arab Shabbos after all? One sec. Oh, try again. We heard the objection. Uh, what was the outcome? Were were Ottoman Chava expelled from Gan Eden on the Arab Shabbos? Yeah, hold on. It's the, not. The, um, the objection was to being punishing them with the belt of the ruler, not the expulsion. I thought. With what? It's not. Can't hear you. Video's frozen. Or is he just sitting still? Ralph, is there a place to buy cookies in Las Vegas? Is there a place to buy what, Ellen? Cookies. Uh, there are places none as good as Emma's. <laughs> okay. Are you suddenly trying to tell me that you miss Elizabeth? I miss you both. Thank and not you, because well. of the cookies. And not because of the cookies. Thank you. Okay. Steve is the host now. Nice. Ralph, is May Macy's still operating there? 
to the best of my knowledge, Macy's is operating on a limited basis, Al. Yes. Uh -huh. okay. okay, a lot of work. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can't see you. You can't see me. Huh. No. Come on. Hold on. That made people solve more easily. How about now? Now we can see you and hear you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. As long as it's working now, obviously the the forces were at the were at work. Either the Chinese or Donald Trump. I'm not sure which one. As long as it's um, not Donald Duck, Rabbi, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um where we uh I don't know which words where it's recording. Okay, thank you. So hope for the best. Um so where we left off, so in this story over here, so Shabbos goes ahead and advocates on behalf of uh Adamarisha that he should not have to be uh punished and successfully does so. So Kevin Shara Adamarisha Kokosha Shabbos. So once Adam Arishon realized, he observed and experienced how powerful Shabbos is, where as a result of the advocacy of Shabbos, so Adam Arishon was saved from judgment and punishment. So he decided he was going to go ahead and try and capture the emotions and the experiences of that. And he was going to sing praises of Shabbos. And he begins, Mizmor Shirley Yoma Shabbos. So this was, uh, the, the song was originally composed, according to this Medrash, was originally composed by Adam Arishon as an expression of thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for having saved him for, uh, for Shabbos, advocating on his behalf so that he wouldn't have to be, uh, be, be punished. Um... Okay, so that is what the, the, the Medrash says. We'll see a Radak related to that uh, shortly. And then there's one last thing. This is, I'm not sure yet uh, what I'm going to do in practice. But the uh, there's, a, a, as I assume most people know, that there's different Hanhagas, there's different uh, customs that people have as far as, number one, standing for the Chadodi, but we never really touched upon that so much, other than saying that uh, there are those who say, that uh, had the author of the Chadodi realized that people would sit for the Chadodi, he wouldn't have gone ahead and written it in the first place. But then there's different practices as far as Mizmor Shiliyom Shabbos. Is it something do people stand for that or people sit for that? So in the sitter here, they quote from the Gon Chida. The Gon Chida says, in one of his farm, that Yomar Kabbalah Shabbos b'simcha. So Kabbalah Shabbos, those paragraphs of Kabbalah Shabbos so they should be said with joy. And when it comes to the recitation of Mizmor Shiliyoma Shabbos, Ibalti claims the Chida, I have a Mesorah, that it should be said while standing. So for the same reason, now this may be traced to the fact that uh, this, or this uh, based on what we said earlier, the practice to go ahead and stand for Mizmor Shiliyoma Shabbos may be because 
before the existence of Kabbalah Shabbos, or before the, the custom of saying the entirety of Kabbalah Shabbos with the Chadobi, so Mizmor Shilioma Shabbos was the acceptance of Shabbos. And since we want to go ahead and manifest the arrival of Shabbos in a dignified and in a royal manner, so it's appropriate when you're greeting somebody who is important and somebody who is distinguished, that you would go ahead and you would stand up on that, uh, that occasion. So it may very well be that the origin of standing for Mizmor Shilioma Shabbos was rooted in the fact that Mizmor Shilioma Shabbos was when Shabbos would arrive. If our practice is nowadays that we go ahead and we uh, accept Shabbos upon the end of the recitation of Lachadodi, when we get to the end of Lachadodi, we say, Boichala, Boichala. So Shabbos has already arrived at that point, and everybody is standing at that point, regardless of whether you sit for the rest of Kabbalah Shabbos. Everybody stands for a boichala, boichala. So for, uh, if we've already accepted Shabbos, then it may very well be that there's not a compelling reason to stand for Mizmor Shiliyoma Shabbos. Because we already accepted the, we already accepted Shabbos, and therefore um, it's not necessary to go ahead and stand any, uh, a- any further. And... Um, Right. Um, right. And then the last thing is, before we see that Redak, which we uh, which we mentioned, so the in the Sefer, the Yesod Bashar Shavoda, Sefer, which is uh, very much focused on um, keeping your attention on the spiritual aspects of what you do, describing what you should be thinking about in the spiritual sense as you are doing various submissives. So he writes regarding Mizmor Shilioma Shabbos, which is said part of Kabbal Shabbos. That this paragraph should be said with an incredible amount of joy. It's not just Stam Simcha, it's Simcha Atsuma, a very powerful Simcha. Because this is part of the prayers which has a significant impact in the upper worlds, in the spiritual worlds. And we get to the Pasuk. Towards the beginning of that paragraph, where we say it's good to give thanks to Hashem and to think and to sing to His exalted name. It's appropriate to feel a tremendous and a very deep feeling of thanks towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu for the things which He's done, both in your in your, as far as your thought pattern is concerned. To borrow Kadosh, where Akash Baruch Hu created you uh, in a uh, in, in holiness, and you we have the privilege and the honor to be able to sing and give thanks to Akash Baruch Hu. Much of creation uh, doesn't have the ability to sing and give thanks to Akash Baruch Hu, and that capacity to do so is something which should be a cause of tremendous simcha on our part. And due to the great uh, happiness and joy that one should experience at that time, so one should go ahead and accept uh, with a full investment of who they are, a yearning to be able to connect with the Kaddish Baruch Hu very deeply. So at that moment, when we say Mizmor Shiliyoma Shabbos, 
and we are receiving the neshama yaseva. We're receiving the extra neshama which we have on Shabbos. So we are doubly infused with kedusha and tahara in spirituality. So that's a time where we want to direct all of that to dvekas with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And as we go ahead and we connect with Hakadosh Baruch Hu at that time, it should be done with a sense of great joy and great uh, great happiness at that uh, at that privilege. Okay, now what I want to do is um, let me pull up. Okay, so is there on the screen? There it is. Okay. So we will have time to do tonight is before we even get to some of the uh, the translations, which we will see uh, next week. So here uh, this is the Radak at the beginning of this uh, this chapter. So it's uh, chapter Sabi base ninety two is the uh, the chapter in Dilem. So the Radak writes as follows. He says, So the origin of this uh, of this recitation is the fact that in the Beis Hamikdash they used to go ahead and they would they would say this. The Yeshba Mizmor and this. Uh, and within this uh, this uh, capital, within this chapter, so a meinian Shabbos, and the reason why they would say this as the Shir Shal Yom on Shabbos is because this particular paragraph contains a reference to Shabbos. Now, as we talked about last week, that the reference to Shabbos is only this first pasuk, Mizmor Shir Yom Shabbos, end of any more explicit Shabbos references. But it does mention Shabbos, and we will see in the Mephorshim whether or not the rest of it is really a veiled Shabbos praise, or whether there really is not something, just once Shabbos arrives, it gives us an opportunity to contemplate and meditate on other ideas, and it's really other ideas which become the theme and the focus of this uh, this chapter, and it's not even Shabbos per se. But we say that there is such an idea, and Verazal Pirshu, and Chazal explained, based on the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah, Shehu al ha'asid lavo la'olam shekul Shabbos umnucha. There, much of this paragraph, and this is why we would say it at, at, also at the outset of Shabbos, and this explains us a little bit more, again, reminds us of why in L'chad Dodi, Rav Shema Alkabetz, not only had Shabbos themes there, but he also had themes related to the Geula, the ultimate redemption, because the Gemara and, Shabbos, the Gemara and Rosh Hashanah tells us that it's a reference to the future, the time of the Gula, where the entire world forever will then be in the state of Shabbos and rest. Then you may have Mashiach, and that refers to the era of the Mashiach. So that's one thing. Va'od Amru Bidrash, and uh, we have another idea in the, the Madrash, which is really what we saw that I read to you before, but now... Uh, uh, so we said that um, that uh, we, where we have the uh, the the praise that other Marishon said for the uh, the arrival of Shabbos. 
because Shabbos really protected Adam Arishon from being from being uh, punished in uh, in Gehenna. So being there at, uh, at Shabbos advocated on behalf of Adam Rishon to make sure that he was not punished on Shabbos. So that's why this is something which we incorporate at the be- very beginning of Shabbos, because it literally assured that um, that uh, that we would not be uh, that uh, that Adam Rishon would not be uh, would not be punished. Then, since we really read that Madrash, so let us. Sorry, that's not the right thing to do. Do one more. Okay, so here, so here we have the capital itself. So it begins with Mizmor Shili Shabbos. As we said, that this is a song which we are going to sing in honor of Shabbos, in honor of the arrival of Shabbos. And on the simplest of levels, immediately upon the arrival of Shabbos, we say to ourselves, and we're going to read the first few sukkim together, and then we'll uh, elaborate a little bit more next week on what they what they mean. But we say right off the bat, It's a good thing to give thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. This this is the mindset that we're supposed to have uh, as Shabbos arrives. So It's a good thing to give thanks to Hashem. and to sing. To your name, Lashimcha, to your name, Elyon, which is the most high. And what specifically is going to be the topic that we're going to focus our attention on, Lahagi that we're going to go ahead and we're going to recount. Lahagid is like Magid of the uh, of the Pesach Seder. So it's the telling of the story. So we're going to be able to recount the story of your kindnesses, Baboker, either upon the arrival of the morning. At daybreak, whatever it is, the emunascha balelos, and we're going to go ahead, and we're also going to be able to recount lehagid. We're also going to be able to recount your faithfulness each and every night. In this pasuk, lehagid baboker chasnecha v'emunascha balelos. If you remember from the Gemara in Shabbos, sorry, the Gemara in Brachos, the Gemara in Brachos explains that the reason why we have a slightly, although much of the theme is the same, but the bracha following Kriya Shema in the morning, MS Vyatsiv, and the bracha following Kriya Shema at night, MS Zemuna, is rooted in this pasuk. Because in the morning, and this is a lot way back when, when we did uh, the original series on the uh, on the Siddur, on Davani and the Siddur, so we spent a lot of time talking about the different feels which we say at different times of the day. So the morning, though, is when the sun is rising, and we have all of our hopes and aspirations about a success for the coming day, and we a uh, person naturally feels an incredible amount of thanks. So that's why it's baboker chastecha. It's the chesed. We see the kindness. We we've said birchos hashachar. So we've thanked Hakadosh Baruch Hu for all of the things which many times we take for granted: our ability to sit, our ability to stand, the uh, the rising of the sun, our clothing, all of those things. So all of that is chesed. All of that is describing, is expressing our appreciation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the chesed which he, which he provides in the morning. And then, and then at nighttime, when the sun has set and the world is dark, and darkness always is reminiscent of something which is dangerous, something where we cannot see what's there, 
and we lose a large degree of control, which we would like to have. So at nighttime, so we go ahead and we have emunasa. So the, our attention is focused not on thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his kindnesses, although certainly we want to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for his kindnesses all the time, but being that we're more overwhelmed or focused on the need for to rely on Hashem as uh, in terms of bitachon, in terms of his protection, in having faith in God, so that's where our attention is going to be during the nighttime. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, have both aspects of this when it comes to Shabbos, and then the last passage, which we'll see now, and then we'll elaborate on further next week, uh, God willing, and computer and internet willing. But we say ale asor ale novel. So upon a asor is a ten stringed instrument. Novel is, they translate it as a lute, whatever it's going to be, it's some other type of instrument. Together with higayon is going to be, here they translate it as in meditation upon the harp, but it was referring to as some sort of song. So there's a song, I'm not sure if it's like a uh, a harp, which somehow is a wind instrument at the same time, that they had some unique type of harp which uh, which did that, or whether or not there was a humming which was done together in conjunction or a singing which was done in conjunction with the harp. But all of this are the instruments which are going to be playing at the time that we are singing these songs to uh, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And without even thinking too deeply about this, one could already anticipate that when it says, Ale Asor, that it's going to be on a 10-string instrument, we know that the number 10, from a Jewish perspective, always implies completeness and wholeness. So you have Asera Sadibros, the ten, the, the ten, uh, the ten commandments. There's the Asara Eser uh, uh, the ten plagues, which is a complete dismantling of the world. You have the Asara Mamaro Shenivrabe and Olam, the ten utterances with which Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. So ten is always going to be something which is whole and complete. There's ten spheros. If you want to get Kabbalistic, there are ten different emanations. So ten always implies that it's something which is complete and comprehensive. So this song that we're going to be singing in honor of Shabbos, where we give thanks to Hashem, and we're able to say we're able to uh, recall His kindnesses in the morning and His faithfulness each night. This is going to be a comprehensive song, which is going to encompass everything. Okay, so we will hold it over here uh, for tonight. So again, I apologize for all of the uh, the. Uh,